Welcome to the Talking Recruitment Podcast from the REC. Every week we look at all the latest insights, perspectives and experiences from across our diverse recruitment industry. Hello everyone and welcome along to another edition of Talking Recruitment, the REC podcast. My name's Neil Carberry, the REC Chief Executive. Great to welcome you along to another one of our chats about issues affecting the industry and the economy as we navigate our way through this extraordinary time in our labour market. If you're interested in how it's going, three big bits of REC data to draw your attention to. Just recently, just in the last few days, our jobs outlook has been published. So take a look at that for our survey detail of everything that is there from the point of view of the client side. But in early December, you're also going to see our annual survey of the scale and impact of the industry, the recruitment industry trends survey that will be coming out in December. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Of course, copies coming to all of you who filled in the survey earlier in the autumn. And of course, our regular report on jobs billings data for November, which will also be out in the next few days. So keep an eye on REC social feeds and uh, your emails from the REC on all of that. Of course, uh, REC Towers, we're just all gently recovering from our fantastic awards night on the 25th of November. It was really great to get the industry back together after a long period apart for our first big event. I hope everyone who's listening who was there enjoyed it. Some great stories to tell of the difference that recruitment's made over the last couple of years of the pandemic and lots still to come, I think, and uh, hope to welcome you to one of those events in the years to come. But uh, before we uh, think too much about next year's awards or what might happen after Christmas, let's turn to today's guest. I'm delighted to welcome to the pod Anne Kime. Anne is from the Chartered Association of Business Schools. That's the group that brings together all the business schools in the United Kingdom. And they've been doing some fantastic work looking at how we improve, how we run our companies and how we seek productivity as we bounce back from, yes, the coronavirus, but also adapting to Brexit and importantly, of course, solving what's been a long-term productivity challenge for companies in the UK. And welcome to the REC podcast. Thank you very much, Neil. It's it's great to be talking to you today. So thank you. Well, it's a real pleasure to have you and we go back a long way. I remember speaking at the uh, CABS conference many moons ago when I was at the CBI and people might think of business schools as parts of universities and slightly ivory terrorish, but actually business schools are really deeply embedded in the day-to-day of how we run businesses in the UK, aren't they? Absolutely. And it's really at the forefront of universities interacting with businesses. And it's a key part of what they do because this isn't just about the theory. The business schools are interested in the practice. And a lot of people who are actually working within the the business schools are actually practitioners, small business, large business practitioners coming in to give something back um, so that there is that, that, what I would call a sort of magical blend of the academic with the practical to make sure that that what we're, what is being taught to people is actually something that will be useful when they're in the workplace. Which brings me to why we're having this discussion today. And really importantly, the question is that's on our mind is how do we improve the performance of uh, of the United Kingdom's economy and by improving the performance of small, medium-sized and large businesses, which is a, a big ecosystem of which business schools, as you've just set out, is a big part. And you've been working with government on this 
big program called Help to Grow Management, which was announced with some fanfare by Rishi Sunak at one of his uh, fiscal statements dur- during the year. Introduce me to Help to Grow Management. Why? What is it and, and why might businesses want to get involved? It's a fantastic program, Neil. It's a 12-week program designed for SME leaders, and it's important that it's leaders. There is a, a combination, and it's the reason it's spread over 12 weeks and broken into bite-sized chunks is because this is for people who are actually working in their businesses right now. So they can't come away and do a three-month course or a 12-month course. This is something that they have to do alongside managing their business. So it's a, it's a combination of online sessions. There are eight facilitated online two-hour sessions, one a week for, for eight weeks. There are four practical face-to-face case study sessions. And that's where we try to bring alive the learning from the, 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 the two-hour sessions where we're talking about the theory and how it might work in practice. The case study sessions bring it alive when we bring in real businesses that have succeeded and say, right, this is what I did and this is how I used what you've learned to build my business. In addition to that, there are peer networking calls. So you're with the same group throughout the entire program. So it's a a group of up to 25 people. But even that sometimes can be too much. So we break those into smaller groups of five. They get together on a weekly basis to talk about what they've learned about earlier in the week, but also how they can then apply it to their businesses. But it also helps the networking side of things. And then on top of that, if that wasn't enough, there's 10 hours of one-to-one support with a business mentor. And this is someone, again, who has that small business experience. They understand the pressures. They understand what's going on. And they can help people through the the growth stage of them as managers. So it's it's really quite a, a program that, that brings a bit of everything for everyone. Now, one of the key parts of all of this is going to be the growth action plan that people are asked to consider and to complete throughout their journey. So it's not just to come in and learn about things and then go away and think about how it might work for your business. It's put it down on paper. What are you going to do in your business that's different? So there's a lot of learning can go on. Now, we already know that there are some businesses who thought, as you said in your introduction, Neil, that people think that business schools are sort of ivory towers and are theoretical, not practical. They've come in, they've come in with a few doubts. They've gone, is this really going to be for me? Usually by week three, they're completely sold on it. They just go, this is exactly what I need. I am learning much more than I thought I could ever learn. So it's got something there that is going to help everyone who goes on the program. Fantastic. And I think that piece around making it practical and making it action oriented is one of the things I I was most excited by when I looked at uh, the potential for help to grow management. I think there's a real sense 
and this is certainly true in recruitment, where people build a great business through being fantastic recruiters. And then they get to a stage where things are scaling and it's things like, well, I'm not going to be in the room for every decision. So how, how am I thinking about corporate culture? How am I framing structures for decision making in my business? How am I making decisions between two pretty good options? based on good management information, all those business skills that are slightly separate from the recruitment skills that maybe our, our members have, but they need to take the next step. So I'm excited by this as a potential thing for recruiters, for REC members to look at, but it's also the kind of thing that uh, REC members might want to introduce their clients to as well, isn't it? Because this is a, a cross-sector programme. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And when I was thinking about, well, what would your members want to know about this and, and how can they get involved? You're absolutely right. It could be for them, as a, num of, a number of your members will be SMEs themselves and they can learn from this. But it, it's absolutely being able to, because you will know what's going on in a lot more companies than, uh, than, than most of us. And you can point people in the direction of a program that will be able to help them. And I think there's one key element you may have overlooked or one that we should, especially at the moment, be focusing on, and that is sustainability. So we've just had, we've not long had COP26. Uh, sustainability is, is a key part of what's in the news all the time. And yet, as an SME, you go, well, what can I do? No, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with coal. We're, we're trying to be as efficient as we can be. What can I do to make my business more sustainable? So this sort of thing is exactly what we're looking at. It's about the future and it's about the future growth and productivity of companies. So it's a way to think strategically about your business and to help clients think strategically about their business. And that, that I think is really important because increasingly what we're seeing in the industry is recruiters being right at the heart of local networks and sectoral networks and talking much more about the long-term of workforce issues. That's our world. But of course, those workforce issues are driven by primarily by commercial issues for clients and how they're thinking about their strategy. There's a couple of things about this program then, if people are interested, that I want to pick up with you, Anne, because yes. uh, CABS is right at the heart of delivering this and you're delivering it in partnership with government. So there are some eligibility rules and there's also some government support. So let's start with eligibility. If members wanted to get involved in Help to Grow Management, what's the rules around eligibility? They're fairly straightforward. You have to be an SME. Government have said they specifically want those with between five and 249 employees. You have to have been in business for at least a year. And the person who comes on the course must be in senior management. Doesn't need to be the chief exec or the managing director, but it's got to be someone who has responsibility for decision making, who can actually effect change within their organization. Unfortunately, charities are not permitted to go on the, on the course, but certainly those in social enterprises certainly can. So it is fairly broad and we do want people from all sectors. We want huge diversity and we want people who've never thought of going on a course before to actually say, do you know what? Government is funding 90% of this. Why not give it a go? So the cost is £750 to the participant. The government is paying the rest. 
And in some of the schools that are delivering this are actually allowing people to pay in installments. So you don't even have to spend the £750 in one hit in some instances. So I will declare an interest here because obviously, and welcome to you on to our podcast today, this is not an REC product and there is no financial arrangement to do with this. This is much more linked to the REC's purpose of making great work happen and helping businesses across the UK to grow. And so one of the reasons why we wanted to welcome Anne to the pod today was to focus on the fact that there is this heavily discounted, as Anne's just set out, a a business growth training available via, via business schools right now, strong government backing and it's the kind of thing i think in a rapidly changing market we should all be thinking about in in running our businesses and of course the uh one of the things about being for small businesses is this is one of those occasions where agency temps placed by agencies not counting as employees under the government's size of business count will work in your favor so you will need uh, fewer than 250 of your own staff to qualify and if people are interested in this where can they find out more Well, I think the simplest way is to go on to our website. So our website is smallbusinesscharter.org. So smallbusinesscharter.org forward slash help to grow management. It's also on the .gov.uk website, which is help to grow campaign dot, sorry, help to grow dot campaign dot gov dot uk. And as a participant, you can register immediately there. Can I also suggest, Neil, that um, there may be some of your members who might be interested in mentoring, so delivering the mentoring on this. So there is an opportunity for that as well. And again, if you go onto the Small Business Charter website, you'll be able to, to find how to volunteer to do that as well. Thanks, Anne. And I think this is a really important message from the REC, which is, you know, just recently on the REC website, we've launched our business growth guidance pages at 66 bits of bite-sized content about how you start up, how you how you scale up, and then how you look to your next transaction. We'll keep investing on that in that, both in terms of what we provide as part of the subscription for REC members. And do check out the renewals uh, website at rec.uk dot com forward slash grow because uh renewals for 2022 membership went live earlier on in november but uh we're also well aware that one of our roles is to convene and pull together content that will be useful for recruiters and their clients around the country and that's one of the great things about help to grow management and this feels like a real step change in business school engagement with small business is that how it feels at cabs and if we can make help to grow management work where will this take business schools in your view it's a really good point neil In 2014, the Chartered Association of Business Schools with government set up the Small Business Charter, which is a recognition for business schools that are working with small businesses. And this had been going along quite well. We had high 20s, maybe 30 business schools who had elected to show that they could do this. So it's part of being part of the community, their local community, and part of their civic responsibility. Obviously, with this course, we need many more business schools involved. And I'm delighted to say that they're really stepping up 
and saying, yes, we we can be part of this. We want to be part of this. We currently have over 40 business schools now with a small business charter, and there are more coming on board all the time. The important thing about this is that these schools have to go through an assessment process. So it's not just, I want to do this. It's, I want to do this, but I can prove that we're actually good at it. So these are schools that have a background uh, and that, that we've got the evidence base there to show that they know what they're doing. So I think there's going to be a lot more growth in this area. I think the schools are delighted. Part of the reason that business schools haven't engaged so much in the SME sector is because it's very difficult to reach lots of SMEs. We're hoping by having the government backing that we'll be able to increase the reach and therefore by increasing the reach, increase the the viability of programs because a program like this won't work if there are only five SMEs on the program. But if you've got 25 on each cohort, then it's viable. So I think that this is a real step change, not just for the business schools, but for SMEs across the UK. I can't see why uh, this can't, this program or something like it could not continue indefinitely to make sure that not only is the UK, as it currently is, one of the best places to set up a new business, but it's one of the best places in the world to continue the growth of that business. And that comes back to the productivity issue you were talking about earlier, Neil. And I think that uh, this is the bit that we're now getting to grips with. Government wants to get to grips with it. This is a way of doing it. Thanks, Anne. I think that's a really exciting vision about how we make sure that uh, the UK as a whole is upping our game. We know we live in stranger, strange economic times post-COVID, but we're also adapting to a new trading position in the world. And we are increasingly a small business economy. So that all feels absolutely spot on to me. Can I just ask you one more time before we close, if people want to have a look at the programme and sign up, give us that website address again. So the website address is smallbusinesscharter.org forward slash help to grow management. Or to go through the the government website, it's helptogrow.campaign.gov.uk. Fantastic. That is a great place to go and look and find out about all of this. And Kime, thank you for joining us today. So good to have you on the RSC podcast. Thank you very much, Neil. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Well, thank you, Anne, and thank you to all of you for joining us on this edition of Talking Recruitment, the RHC podcast. If you've enjoyed this discussion with, uh, with Anne, why not go and have a look at the website about Help to Grow Management, but you can also check out some of our recent episodes. This is episode 23 for 2021, episode 22, a fantastic one with ins- a really inspirational recruitment leader, Ricky Martin, probably the only CEO of an REC member who's also a former winner of Total Wipeout and of The Apprentice. Try episode 21, which is a video chat between myself and uh, Mims Davis, the employment minister, looking at what we can do together with the DWP. That's it for today. So glad you've joined us. Do join us again for another edition of Talking Recruitment, the REC podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Join me for another episode soon. 
and check out our back catalogue at rec.uk.com to catch up on some other fantastic discussions that are really helpful for recruiters. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, so subscribe to REC Podcasts to never miss an episode.